The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. The NFL rule changes are in. No fourth and 15 option. Thanks a lot, Patrick Mahomes. And also, if Jalen Ramsey stays, he's going to have a pretty heavy wallet. Also, preseason schedules are finalized. What games are you guys going to? We also bring back some fan quesos. All that and more on Rams Showcase next. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. Laying down the law for you guys tonight. Pretty cool show for you guys. We're talking about a decent amount of stuff. We got the preseason schedule. It's finalized. That bad boy is done. We know exactly what games we're going to be playing, when, what time, what day, all that good stuff. We also talk about Jalen Ramsey. He's been in the news a little bit. And then uh, we're talking about, we got NFL rule changes. No fourth and 15 option for the onside, though. Thanks a lot, Patrick Mahomes. Man, he's got to ruin everything for us. Always. Well, except for that game that we played against him. He didn't ruin that. That was kind of cool. We also got some uh, some fan quesos coming back for you guys. I only pre-screened a couple of them, so you guys are going to get some uh, fresh, fresh looks at those. So uh, we got... <laughs> I, I should probably read those always before I start recording, but you know what? It didn't happen. It didn't happen this time. It's probably not going to happen next time. I only read a couple of them usually, and then uh, eventually I just I just kind of let it happen, you know? What are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? Nothing, really. That's all. Nothing we can do. Well, there's something I could do. I could read them, but you know what? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Oh, so let's uh, let's hop into this. First of all, I want to start. It is a great day. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are as well. It is May 30th, so we are getting real close to June, which means we're getting close to when it's going to be way too hot all the time. And speaking of it being too hot, I just looked it up. Uh, Colorado Springs, where I'm at right now, is about 10 degrees hotter than Los Angeles. And I don't think I'm okay with that. And then uh, also, uh, you know, we got to watch uh, a little bit ago, I watched... Two dudes get flung off the planet, so that was pretty sweet, and uh, that's always a fun thing to do. It's been a while since we've done that, since we shot somebody off the Earth, but got to watch that. I know I, I've seen a lot of comments about people watching that, talking about how awesome it is. And then uh, also, I mean, what's going to make this day even better is the fact that we got Rams showcased today. I like talking about the Rams, and I hope you guys like listening about the Rams, if that sentence makes any sense to you guys. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get into some news. Uh, last week we talked about it. It was, it was Aaron Donald's birthday when I recorded last time. And 29 years old now. I'm almost 29 years old. So uh, me and Aaron Donald took a very different paths in life. Uh, but you know what? We're still related to the Rams. So I think that we've both made some, some positive decisions at least. Uh, but Aaron Donald, he made himself a little purchase. And it, it happens to just be a pendant that uh, has the number 99 on it. Uh, $135,000 pendant for Aaron Donald. And, uh, that sounds like a lot, uh, obviously that's a lot of money. And for somebody like me, I guess like, I, I've never had that much money at one time in my life. Uh, but for somebody like Aaron Donald, didn't even make a dent. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
So, um, you know, Aaron Donald, he's treating himself. Treat yourself, Aaron. And that's that's the good news, guys. That is the good news. Uh, Aaron Donald getting to treat himself. Let's talk about these preseason schedules, though. We did get these. They're, they're officially official. We got some uh, preseason schedules. And this is going to be one of the first events, if not the first event. I actually did not look it up. Uh, I know mainly because, well, I did look it up. That was a lie. But uh, what happened was uh, the the information on what's being canceled and or postponed is hard to find and, and not necessarily super clear. And I think some of these events still might be going on, but maybe not. So uh, on Friday, August 14th at 7 p.m., the Rams will host the New Orleans Saints for the first preseason game. And I know that how a lot of us Rams fans feel about the Saints and the, the franchise and the and the the rivalry that is building right now and still growing between the Rams and the Saints. Uh, but this is a preseason game. I honestly, I truly, genuinely, and I mean this with my entire heart, don't care if we win any of these games. 100%. It doesn't bother me at all. What I do want to see from these games, though, is maybe some rookies making an impact, maybe some undrafted guys coming in, playing hot. Uh, maybe, maybe there's, I mean, there's clearly some position battles that we got going on right now. Linebacker is a big one. So I'm excited to see who who steps up in those. But the score, don't care, don't care at all. But you know, uh, if we if we can win, that's cool. But if we lose, it's not going to hurt my feelings. Most of the time, I don't even look at the score. Like the game could end, and I you could ask me what the score is. I'm like, I I have no idea. But I know this guy played well. You know, something like that. So, uh, but that first one is going to be Friday, August 14th at 7 p.m. All of these games are going to be at 7 p.m. By the way, the next one, the Rams are at. The L.A. Chargers at in quotations because it's not necessarily at because it's our stadium, but uh, the Chargers will be the home team. That's going to be Saturday, August 22nd, which is actually kind of nice because as, as much as it sucks that the first time we play the Chargers in this stadium, we're not the home team, but it is preseason, so not that big of a deal. But what what actually sucks, though, is, I mean, once we get to play the Chargers again, it is going to be a, a home game for the Chargers. So ultimately, it's still a bag of bummers, no matter how you look at it. But uh, this is actually kind of nice because it cuts out travel time. And considering the first part of our schedule, our regular season schedule, that's actually kind of dope. And then in the third week of the preseason, the Rams will take on the Denver Broncos, which will be nice for me because at least I'll get to watch that one on regular TV. I don't have to pay for anything special for that one. That's going to be on Saturday, August 29th at 7 p.m. again. And then, of course, at the Las Vegas Raiders on Thursday, September 3rd at 7 p.m. That is the only time that the Rams leave California or even L.A. for a game in the preseason, which is kind of nice. It's about an hour flight, so total, the Rams, if you guys are doing the math at home, the Rams will fly for about two hours, two hours of travel time, all preseason. Those numbers jump up a lot in the regular season, though, so... You know, you got to take what you can get, but the it's it is a little bit lame that the the Rams do play a road game at SoFi, uh, but add it in with the, the 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 just two hours of travel time. It's hard to complain about that. And then, like I said, a lot of travel time, a whole bunch of travel time uh, for the Rams at the beginning of the season. So, uh, you know, I guess we'll take take what we can get. But you know, the end of the season looks kind of nice. At least we get, uh, you know, was it five of the last eight or at home? Which just means five of the first eight are on the road, though. So uh, it's going to be tough. But, hey, everybody got to play eight home, eight away. You know, and no international series this year. So, hey, I mean, we were probably going to play in that anyway, just because uh, that was part of the deal for the Coliseum. We've talked about that plenty of times, though. Uh, so there's uh, there's that part. But uh, let's talk about Jalen. Jalen Ramsey. Craylen Ramsey. 
Uh, let's see. So Jalen, Jalen's been in the news quite a bit actually recently, uh, mainly about his contract stuff. Uh, contract talks are happening. Stuff is happening. Uh, dude's gonna make a lot of money. So uh, Jalen Ramsey did tell reporters that he will not hold out of training camp if an extension is not reached before that begins, and says that the team has been in contact with his agent, who is uh, David Mulligetta. I, I really hope I pronounced that right. Uh, but and he also said that, uh, that his agent and the team, they're on the same page. They've been in contact. They're on the same page. So uh, things are looking good on that, uh, in that realm, at least. Uh, but uh, you know what? Ra- Ramsey, he's, he's likely to draw a pretty big deal. His market value, according to SpotTrack right now, is at $16.7 million a year. $16.7 million a year is what the highest paid corner is averaging right now, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles' Darius Slay, who, let's be honest here, a lot of us were wanting on the Rams. Let's be real, a lot of us were wanting him, because a Slay and Ramsey combo, that would have been sick. That would have been, okay, too sick, I'll be honest. That's, like, unfair. You know, Rams are already pretty stacked at corner, so, you know... What are you going to do? Uh, so it is believed that Ramsey could draw closer, though, to about $18 million. Uh, there's some people talking $20, $20 million range, uh, which is kind of interesting. And, and you know what? I was actually writing some homework on Jalen Ramsey. I'm doing a homework assignment on Jalen Ramsey right now. Uh, I, and for that, I had to look up the, the Rams' salary cap next year with only 67 uh 67 people uh, scheduled to be on the roster next year, which obviously isn't going to happen once the uh, preseason cuts come in, but they're looking at about $44 million. And there's a lot of people to re-sign, guys. There's John Johnson, Cooper Cups coming up as well. I could get into the list. I'm not going to do that quite yet. Uh, we'll break that all that stuff down once uh, we hit closer to the end of the season, or maybe just when the season ends, but it's going to be tough to bring back Ramsey and everybody else. And between Johnson, Cup, and Ramsey... Really, we might be looking at having to choose two. And if we had to choose two between those, I, I don't know who I would not want. I want them all, obviously, but we'll have to see what happens, I guess. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a tough one, for sure. I, uh, we're going to keep seeing some players that we want to stay, not stay. Uh, and yeah, that's just going to be the way it is for the Rams. That's just the way it is. Uh, we put, put ourselves in a weird cap situation, but you know what? we're working out of it. We'll be all right. And I'm, I'm not on the side that I think the Rams are just going to be super terrible this year. I'm, I, maybe I'm biased. Probably. I'm probably a little bit biased about it. But you know what I forgot to do? I forgot to put the Jalen Ramsey video on for you guys. So let me uh, swap that for you. There's some photos of Jalen Ramsey while we talk about him. Ramsey, he did change the Rams defense upon his arrival. Absolutely changed the Rams defense. Uh, without Ramsey, the Rams went 3-3. Three and three. With Ramsey, the Rams went 6-4. and four. So not a huge difference in the, as far as wins and losses, but definitely a difference. Uh, and, you know, getting getting rid of uh, Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib was scary until we brought in Ramsey. But we're hearing that he's also going to be playing some different roles. His role is not just going to be cover the number one guy. He's going to be all over the place. That's what we're, we're hearing from, from guys like Staley, the new Rams defensive coordinator. Ramsey started eight games last year, played in nine for the Rams. Uh, he also had uh, just one interception. That was against the 49ers. Had 33 tackles, four passes defended. And even I mean, he played real well his very first game as a Ram against the Atlanta Falcons. Julio Jones played awesome there. I have no complaints, and I'm really I'm kind of hoping we see him for a long time. Hope hope that uh, he gets to stick around because because uh, he's he's actually really fun to watch. Very fun player to watch. So uh, you know, we'll see what happens as far as that goes, but. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be one of those things where we kind of just, 
We got to just wait and see. And I know that that sucks. That's a whole bag of bummers and stuff. But, uh, you know, it's that's just the way it works. And he may we may not be able to keep him, but uh, that's that. And that would be unfortunate considering what the Rams gave up two firsts and a fourth for uh, for Ramsey. And that would be rough to not be able to extend him and lose two first round picks. And, like if the Rams could only have him for like a year and a half and lose two first round picks, then we could have the discussion about was it worth it? And then I would probably say no, unless he absolutely rips it up in the Rams win a Super Bowl or something. So, you know, it's a it's just one of those situations we gotta we got to just wait for it to unfold. Unfortunately, that's that's the only way to to handle that. But like I said, they're they're in talks right now. Uh, the conversations are ongoing. And that's a positive thing. That is a very positive thing. So uh, let's talk about these rule changes, though. We got some NFL rule changes coming in. And uh, <laughs> the one that I was so excited about just got tabled. Just didn't even... They said no. They, they were like, no, thanks. We're going to make Joe mad. Or Joe sad, I guess. The AAF brought in this rule. And theirs was a 4th and 12, not a 4th and 15. But the 4th and 15 onside option was tabled. Too many questions to answer. Too many questions. We'll, so we'll at least need to wait one more year while this stuff gets ironed out. I do think this will eventually hit the NFL. I just think we got to wait a little bit. Uh, so the questions that need to be answered include, uh, how should the refs handle these plays? Are they going to give them like a let them play or are they going to be really strict? Uh, what happens if the team converting just gains like a crap ton of yards? It's fourth and 15, but what if they bomb it, pick up 55 yards? Do you just give them like, is that just where they have it? Onside kick, you can't, you can't advance. So that was a question. Uh, also, what happens if that team scores a touchdown? You can't you can't score a touchdown if you kick an onside kick on that play. So there's some things to hash out. And what I'm assuming is going to happen here, if I had to take a shot here, what I would what I would guess is going to happen is it's fourth and fifteen. If you convert it, you just get the fifteen yards. So you just get to the forty. That's that's my guess as to what would happen. No matter how many yards you get, they just give you the ball to forty. In my opinion, that's exactly what will happen. And then uh, I think if you don't get it, you'll the the opposing team, the ret- return team, would get the ball wherever you, wherever that play ended, is what I'm assuming what will happen. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that was a uh, kind of like how is it going to work with uh, defensive penalties resulting in an automatic first down? If there's going to be a whole a defensive holding, is that a uh, a convert like is that a converted onside uh, that's there's a lot of questions so of course that's not happening this year i do expect that to happen though eventually a uh, rule 15 section 2 amendment permanent expansion of the automatic replay reviews to include scoring plays and turnovers negated by penalties and successful or unex- unsuccessful conversion attempts so if you're going for two it can always be reviewed basically no matter what happens and then, uh, yeah, that's with uh, the the plays, the scoring plays or turnover plays negated by penalties can now be reviewed automatically as well. I kind of thought that that was already in, to be completely honest. I thought that was part of it, but hey, it's changed. Hey, but it, it works out. We're good. Also, ex- expanded defensive, defenseless, defensive player, <laughs> uh, expanded defenseless player protection. And this is a kick kickoff or punt return, more likely punt returners, because you're not getting blasted as soon as you catch it on a kickoff. Like ever. I don't think that's ever happened. How high would you need to kick that ball, you know? Uh, but there's more more for punt returners. Uh, who is in possession of the ball, who has not yet had time to avoid or ward off the impending contact of the opponent, is now protected 
under the defenseless player protection. Uh, I don't understand how this is defenseless. I, I don't understand how this person is defenseless, I guess. Uh, I guess in, in, in my opinion, for whatever my opinion's worth to you guys, uh, isn't that what the fair catch is for? You're, it's your job to defend yourself, right? I always kind of thought that was the case. Um, I thought that was what the fair catch was for. And if you don't want to get blasted, call the fair catch. I don't understand. If you don't call the fair catch, that means you're you're okay with getting hit. Isn't that the deal? I'm, I'm very confused by this, this uh, rule change. To be completely honest, I understand they're trying to make the game safer, but also... We need to keep in mind it's a contact sport. Not only is it a contact sport, it is a violent sport. There's collisions. It happens. You're not going to take collisions out of football. If you take collisions out of football, what do we have? I have no idea. I mean, you can say flag football, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd consider it that. But uh, that's, in my opinion, if you are on the football field during a play, holding a football. You're not defenseless. I, <laughs> I mean, all that put together, I don't understand how a person could be defenseless. I'm not going to go too long into this and just keep repeating myself, but those, those are just my opinions. I, if if you don't want to get blasted as a punt returner, you call the fair catch. If you don't if you don't think you have time to ward off a defender or avoid getting hit, why catch it then? Or why why not call the fair catch? I don't know, guys. That's a that's a that's, make football violent again. I, I saw that hat. Who was wearing that hat? It was a uh, Harrison Smith, I believe, of the Vikings. I believe was wearing that hat. I want it. I want it real bad. Next rule. Uh, this one is <laughs> it prevents a team from committing multiple dead ball fouls to keep the clock running. Thanks a lot, Bill Belichick. That's a. Uh, that's Bill's rule. That's the Bill rule. Uh, and then he also got mad that somebody did it to him. It was like, dude, nobody even knew about that till you did it. Rain it in, man. Rain it in. Also, uh, just another bylaw coming in also is uh, the increased uh, number of players you can return from IR. Used to be two. Now it's three. Well, it used to be one. Then it became two. Now it's three. And I think three is... That should be the max. I don't think you should just be able to to drop players on IR and then bring them back up all willy-nilly. I know you have to wait a certain amount of time and stuff, but I think three is more than enough. I was cool with two. Myself. I was totally cool with two. And it's just that uh, that competitive edge, I guess. So, just some rules coming in. In other news, those are all, that was all the rules. That's not actually a lot. Not a lot to get into as far as the, the rule changes go. But, in other news... Uh, the Rams did announce after they uh, after the schedule did get finalized. The Rams did come out and say that if you purchase your tickets through the Rams specifically or through Ticketmaster, you will be refunded within 30 days if the decision of or yeah if the if they decide to cancel the game or if they decide to go on with the game without fans in the stands. So for anybody purchasing tickets right now, I'm still on the waiting train. It's still May. I've said that for like the last four shows, but it's still May, so I'm still on the waiting train. Uh, we'll see how uh, the prices fluctuate here, but 30 days you'll get your refund if you buy through the Rams or through Ticketmaster. Uh, I know that there, I, I'm sure there's somebody right now that's probably got some hockey tickets or something that are that through Ticketmaster 
who are still waiting for refunds. But uh, you know what? That's uh, kind of unrelated to this, actually. Uh, that's a, that's an NHL problem, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, with the Rams working on that, uh, I think it's going to be a mostly NFL thing that if you go through the team specifically or through Ticketmaster, you will get your refund within 30 days if they decide to cancel the game, which I don't think is going to happen to the NFL, or if they decide to go on without spectators, which very well could happen in the NFL. Or we'll see because we're kind of making some pretty sick progress. And it's unfortunate, but uh, I, I the, like with the, the way that the news is going right now, I'm not going to get into it, but uh, with the way the news is going right now, a lot, nobody's really talking about Corona anymore. Corona's being like a, that's like a side note. Like I think if you brought up Corona right now, people would be like, that's like the least of our problems, <laughs> you know, which is a weird situation. The world is crazy right now, but we're still making it. We're making it through. Uh, I just wanted to mention this uh, since the last time we spoke, because uh, I did mention some different sports uh, coming back, the return of different sports, and we got some more information on that. So I just wanted to give a, a small update on the NHL and NBA. Both announced loose plans to return, and uh, both should honestly be back about late July on TV. They should be back. Uh, the NHL approved their 24 game or their 24 team playoff scenario which is going to be sick go abs it's going to be awesome and uh, the nba looking at getting back uh, their target date is the 31st of july target date not confirmed not official there aren't you know 100 starting on that day specifically but that is their target date which means it will be right around there for sure uh, these these sports are coming back the only one that i'm not confident in coming back right now is the mlb actually which is interesting because they're the only ones that have started their season so you would think that maybe the NBA or the NHL, like I, I kind of felt like the chances of them just scrapping the season or just saying like, okay, whoever has the best records is a winner. I thought that that was a stronger option originally than the MLB coming back. MLB though is, uh, I mean, just to put it blatantly, they're screwing over their players. The league is not treating their players right. So uh, that's actually a situation where if they don't come back, I, I support the players in that situation uh, for sure because they're kind of getting screwed right now and that's not cool. Uh, not cool by the MLB. Honestly, it's not. So uh, let's go ahead and get into some fan quesos. Like I said, I did not pre-screen these. <laughs> I did. Well, I, I did a couple. There's a couple that I pre-screened. And uh, let's take a look here. Get some music going. All right. Fan quesos coming back into your ear holes. This first one comes from Keith of the Bucks Report. So if you guys know any Bucks fans, which uh, they're having a lot. They're, they're gaining a lot right now. So... This one comes from Keith. What are your odds on the Rams making the playoffs? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel like most people hate my answers to these questions because I'm just like, I, why would I know that? Like, <laughs> but I, I know you're asking for mine. Uh, what I would say, I think the Rams have a very strong roster. I think the, the starters of the Rams are very strong. And uh, tough division tough conference honestly i mean you look at the afc there's the the ravens and the chiefs and then and then there's everybody else but in the nfc i to some of you guys might don't not like this answer but i mean you've got the saints you've got the seahawks you've got the 49ers uh you got good teams i the packers were really strong last year who knows what they're gonna do this year i think they might take a dip but there's a lot of people picking like the cardinals as a dark horse i think the the panthers are gonna be better it's a tough, uh, tough conference, tough division. But I would say, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I'll put it at about 
if I had to put a number on it, I would say about 50% because I think a lot of it comes down to Goff. Is Jared Goff going to play like he did last year? Which wasn't poorly. He didn't play poorly last year. But he didn't do enough. Is the Rams' run game going to be strong? Is Cam Akers going to come in and be dope? Or is Malcolm Brown going to kind of hush that? Is Daryl Henderson going to show up? So there's some questions to be answered still. Who's going to play linebacker? That's a big one. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I would say right now, at this point, on May 30th, I'm going to put it about 50%. This next one comes from Giovanni. I think Jeff Burgess will be the uh, the great in the... In, or Whoa, sorry. That was word weird. I'm going to reword your question here, Giovanni. I think Jeff Burgess will be a great in-the-box player because he is a great tackler. Give me your opinion. Um... <laughs> Burgess, I, I'm excited for. I, I'm excited for a lot of these young line, young linebackers, though. I think you mean Terrell, but that's okay. Um, Burgess, I like. Uh, we'll see, though. I mean, honestly, with the whole linebacker situation, and now that we know that it's going to be an open competition to see who starts, I'm just excited for preseason to see that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not rooting for anybody specific or anything like that. I'm just kind of, I'm waiting to see who wins it. You know, I don't care who wins it as long as they're dope. Like. I don't care who wins it because I know whoever does is going to be... They're going to be the one who played the best. So, but I think uh, Burgess... You know, we'll see. Alex, who do you think our starting linebackers will be this year? Oh, I just lost my, my page here. Um, you know, I, as far as inside linebackers go, I really do think it's going to be Kaiser and Reader. Uh, and not everybody agrees with that, but... Uh, you know, it's... I don't know. The, those two, to me, like, the, the coaching staff is already blatantly really high on on Micah Kaiser, and Troy Reader played great last year, and Troy Reader, I think, is still an underrated player. Uh, he played really well as an undrafted free agent last year, and I don't see any reason why he would lose that spot. Uh, I know it's not necessarily his already, but I think that, uh, I think that Kaiser and Reader will take it. That's what I'll say. This one comes from Paul. Paul, by the way, has the sickest piece of memorabilia now. Oh, man. Paul won a... Uh, he won a raffle for... Uh, he's a Jets fan. He won a raffle for... Uh, it was uh, an old-school helmet. And I think it's like a real like old-school helmet. Uh, not just like a... Not just like something that they painted just now. I think. I don't know. But it's all signed by the uh, New York Sack Exchange. So that was pretty cool. Cool for a Jets fan. That's like if, uh, if me or you got a signed helmet of the fearsome foursome yeah something like that super cool paul wants to know does this feel like the end of an era for the rams with a bunch of key pieces gone actually no um i would say that as far as an end of the era i don't i don't think that that's necessarily how i would define it uh dante fowler clay matthews weren't here long enough to be considered part of an era i would say uh, Todd Gurley was absolutely part of an era, but you lose mainly it's Cooks and, and Gurley. They're the two that I would say kind of fall into that. But I mean, if you, I would say if you look at it this way, uh, you still got Jared Goff, you still got Robert Woods, you still got Cooper Cup, you still got uh, Aaron Donald, <laughs> you still got you know John Johnson. I I I, I think the 
I think the the important people are still here. Brandon Cooks was definitely the deep threat for the Rams, and I like Cooks, uh, but I would have liked to see a little bit more from Cooks in the way of versatility. Uh, and from Gurley, I mean, to just put it bluntly, he didn't he didn't really do a whole lot last year, so I don't know if I would necessarily consider that the end of an era. But at the same time, I feel like we're kind of entering an era, so maybe it is the end of an era. I answered that in the weirdest way possible, Paul. I stand by it. Oh, we're getting questions from Jay. Welcome back, Jay. First off, I'm back. Hey. Hey, welcome back. I didn't actually read these before, so... We got a couple here. We got five from Jay. Yes, I do remember your name. Uh, Number one, with so many question marks at inside linebacker, would you like to see (laughs) a former Ram of your liking return? Hashtag Baron for Prez. Okay, first of all, man, I'm just going to put this out there. The fact that you asked this question makes me completely understand that you have not been listening to my shows, and for that I'm disappointed because I've been I've been mentioning at least once a show that I want Mark Barron back <laughs> for quite some time now. So, so shame on you, man, for not listening to me every week, but obviously I would love to see Barron back. I think it'd be great. Uh, number two, Havenstein or Evans at right tackle? Ooh, I like that question, actually. You know what? I'm going to go Evans. I liked Evans at right tackle. And I kind of think that Evans should take over for Witt when Witt leaves, probably after this year, if I had to guess. I would love to see that. I think Evans is awesome. Evans is an awesome tackle. Absolutely. Number three, I like wide receiver Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. Um, But he seems to give up on plays, which frustrates me. Does Van take over this spot halfway through the year, or earlier if he shows out? Interesting. Interesting take. Uh, I wouldn't say that he gives up on plays. Uh, I think he's a great downfield blocker. Uh, There's definitely times, with the way that McVay's offense is run, there's definitely, like, routes that are just designed to clear out. You know, that route is not necessarily the target on a lot of plays. Uh, So, because of that, I would say that maybe that's what you're thinking of. Maybe not, though. And if you have examples, please tell me. Uh, but as far as Van taking over, I still think that the, the Woods, Cup, and Reynolds trio is going to be the top three this year. After that, uh, we'll kind of see. But going into next year, we'll see. But, I mean, Van was – his comp was, was Cooper Cup. We'll see how that shakes out. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just <laughs> – it's like a weird position because I, I don't want Van to make Cooper Cup expendable. But I also want Van to do well, you know what I mean? I, I don't know, it's a weird situation. But, I don't know, that's an, that's an interesting one. Um, he'll get playing time, for sure. Van will. I just don't know if it's going to be more than Reynolds at any point this year. Maybe next year. But I don't, I'm not sure about this year. Number four, Aaron Donald is a beast. He also turned 29. How many more years of prime AD do we have left? I mean, I would say at least three or four. I think he can get to, to 33. With I mean, well, the way he's built, the way that he is mentally designed, the above the neck, as Sean McVay would say, uh, is insane. So his work ethic, everything like that, man, this guy could be a star for so long. I mean, he's already on the way to a Hall of Fame career. Um, but as far as how many 
prime years we have left. Like you said, he's 29. 29 is what they say for males is your peak. Your your athletic peak is what they say is 29 years old. So, in that regard, Aaron Donald should absolutely destroy some souls this year, which would be really fun to watch. He already destroyed some souls. He's a space robot sent to Earth to destroy the self-esteem of quarterbacks, I'm pretty sure. That's like his purpose. It's fun to watch, man. Fun to watch. And number five, I love Goff. He has the mentality and arm strength to be a top 10 quarterback. That said, do you think he bounces back with a top 10 quarterback year, or does he stay in the middle of the pack again? Turn your head and Goff, then give us your thoughts. (laughs) So, I love Jared Goff. I'll be completely real. Um, There was actually... I don't know where I wrote this down. It might have been for homework, actually. No, that's in my next segment. So I won't even say that right now. But I like Goff a lot. But um, he didn't... He he was not the reason that the Rams, like... I. He did so well in 2018. I don't know where I'm trying to go with this, but he did so well in 2018. Definitely took a step back last year, but I don't think that that's necessarily all on him. I think that the adjustment was not made by McVay. You know, we've seen the the zone run, which teams learned how to stop. Six down linemen and you run upfield, don't go sideways. Then you stop the zone run, which is why, why I believe that the Rams, all three running backs, had almost identical yards per carry averages because we were on that zone scheme and teams knew how to stop it. So that adjustment needs to be made by McVay, not necessarily Jared Goff. Uh, and off of that, off of the the zone run, then we do the, that play action and it's the levels to one sideline. You get a short route, a medium route, and a deep route, all to one sideline. And once teams know that you're doing that, it's really easy to stop. So I don't think it's necessarily Goff that needs to make the adjustment and make the next step. I think it's Sean McVay. And on that side to kind of like rebuttal myself here is I would say that Goff needs to understand when when the defense is set up to stop what was called and make that adjustment at the line he's not going to be able to uh, I, uh, let's be real here Sean McVay has been holding Jared Goff's hands this entire time now is this going to be the year that Jared Goff kind of branches off of that and starts to handle stuff on his own and starts to see the defense himself the way that McVay sees it? Well, we'll have to see. But if Goff can make that next step and McVay can make the adjustments, then this offense can be insane again. This offense could absolutely be insane again. Playmakers all over the place. We have two sick tight ends, three pretty dope running backs. At least we're pretty sure they're pretty dope. We have four wide receivers who could be starters and an offensive line that's not nearly as bad as most fans think. Not nearly as bad as most fans think. So overall, this offense is fine. Uh, But is that adjustment going to be made by Goff or by McVay? And is Goff going to be able to release that that hand-holding a little bit? That's what we got to wait and see. Thanks for your questions, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Next two come from Michael. Michael wants to know... Uh, do you think third-round pick outside linebacker Terrell Lewis has a legit shot to start on the other side of Floyd? I mean, yeah, but I wouldn't put money on it. I think any of these guys have a chance to start, but honestly, I, Terrell Lewis, I think, has a better chance to start than Burgess. Uh, but Abu Khan was already a starter. Morgan Fox comes back as a defensive end slash edge rusher. 
I mean, he, he's kind of played played that role. I know he's more of a defensive lineman now, but... I mean, Abukam and Floyd makes sense to me. We'll kind of see what happens. And then Oboe also. I mean, I think Oboe... Uh, those three, I think... You look at Floyd, Abukam, and Oboe. Obanaya Okoronkwo. He, um, uh, all three of those guys I would put as, like, the top three. And I, I don't even know who I'd put one. Because it's not like Floyd... I know he was, like, a really high pick and stuff, but it's not like he was absolutely destroying souls out in Chicago. Did work under Staley, though, so that's good. He already knows that, so that's a big plus. Next one here from Michael. If we run 12 personnel often uh, with the two tight end package, which two wide receivers will we see? Uh, we'll, <laughs> sorry, I'm a terrible reader, apparently. Uh, <laughs> which two tight end... Or, Oh my goodness, this is terrible. I'm, let me just start. I'm just going to start that over. All right. If we were on the 12 personnel, often uh, the two tight end package, which two wide receivers will see the field in this lineup, factoring in Jefferson and Reynolds as potential options? Even factoring in Jefferson and Reynolds as potential options, if we're in 12, it's Woods and Cup. They're our top two receivers, easy. And then it's Jefferson and Reynolds. Then it's Van and, Van and Josh. So. Uh, it's it's Cup and Woods are the top two. Woods is our number one guy. Cup is super dope, and then it's and then it's Reynolds and Jefferson behind them. So if I had to go between Jefferson and Reynolds, though, to kind of just supplement your your question here and give you more more of an answer, I still go with Reynolds, man. And it's not that I'm anti Jefferson or anything like that. I'm just super pro Reynolds. Maybe I'm biased. I'm okay with it. Uh, let's see here. Next one from Paul. Top five Rams jerseys to buy right now. Okay, so we got new jerseys. I'm waiting for mine to come in. Um, I ordered two customs. Number nine, Sheriff Joe Bags. I got the blue and the bone gray. So there's your top two. <laughs> number nine, Sheriff Joe Bags jerseys. Those are your number two. <laughs> one and two. Uh, but more realistically, obviously, if, if you're a Rams fan and you don't have an Aaron Donald jersey, what are you doing with yourself? Uh, and I would say, uh, I'll just go players. I'll go top five players because, honestly, they're, the jerseys are both really dope. I like the I like them both. I like the, the blue and the bone grade. I'm a big fan of both of them. Honestly, I'm truly a fan of both of them. I, I think they're sick. I really do. I think our uniforms are, are dope. Um, but I'll go players. So Aaron Donald's number one. Because dude's going to be a Hall of Famer. So if you can rock an Aaron Donald jersey while he's still here, you're doing something right. After that, you need that JG. 16. Get that Goff jersey, all right? It sucks that Goff is number 16 because of a 49er. But hey, he's making his own legacy right now as a Ram. Uh, behind that, I'm going to go with Cup, number 10, because you need to update those jerseys. You need to update those 18s. He's number 10 now. Mark Boulder's old number. <laughs> The best number 10 of all time, Mark Bolger. Uh, and then, um, where am I at now? That's what, three? <laughs> oh, Jalen Ramsey, obviously. you got to have that Ramsey. got to have that Ramsey. And then uh, Johnny Hecker. You need that number six. Everybody needs that number six Johnny Hecker jersey. Come on now. Come on, Paul. Even you, Paul, the Jets fan, should have a Johnny Hecker jersey. Everybody should have a Johnny Hecker jersey. I'll be completely I actually told my dad this the other day. Uh, of all the NFL players I've ever met in my life, which isn't necessarily a lot, uh, but easily, easily the coolest one, Johnny Hecker. 
easily the coolest one I met was Johnny Hecker. Number two might be John Johnson, actually. Chris Long was pretty cool, and then he went all social justice warrior after he went to Philly, and I didn't like that, so. Last question here comes from Paul. What's your favorite Rams memorabilia item you own and why? Very good question. Also, what's the worst Rams item you own? For example, a jersey of a draft bus, maybe. Uh, that's a two great questions, Paul. Two awesome questions, first of all. That's actually fun. I didn't know that you asked this question. I had mentioned your memorabilia. I'm assuming that that helmet you got, Paul, is the dopest piece of memorabilia you have now. Uh, I saw it. I was blown away right away. I thought that was so cool, man. i like super happy for you that you have that now. That's, that's awesome. Uh, as far as my favorite piece, it might be this one. Wait. Uh, uh, this is so hard. Uh, to do. Okay, this one right here. <laughs> for my listener audience, I'm sorry you can't see what I'm pointing at. And even the viewers, I don't know if you can really see that that well. It's a signed Marcus Dupree picture. It's also got his uh, card. This is so hard to do. I'd never be a weatherman, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I love that thing so much. I actually really want a Marcus Dupree jersey as well. Maybe I should order one. Uh, But Marcus Dupree, ever since I saw the documentary, The Best That Never Was... If you guys haven't seen it, please watch that. It is so sick. The Best That Never Was. Documentary about Marcus Dupree and just how dope he was. There was like 112 colleges that recruited him. He, of course, went to to OU, played under Switzer. Switzer kind of ruined his life because that's what Switzer does. And yeah, just it just didn't work out. And uh, it's unfortunate, you know, he's, uh, he was like the dopest running back ever and never got to, uh, never got to showcase that in the NFL, really. Did play for the Rams for a short time, but that's probably my favorite one. But honestly, if you guys have not, even non-Rams fans, Paul, even you, uh, or, uh, Keith, if you guys are listening, check out The Best That Never Was. It's a documentary. I'm pretty sure you can watch it online for free, actually. I'm pretty sure ESPN offers it for free great documentary on uh, Marcus Dupree. Also, what's the worst Rams item I own? I've got a lot of bad ones. I'll be completely real. Um, I'll say the worst one, though, is my Michael Sam jersey. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I got that one because the one that I wanted, I don't remember what it was. It was probably like Trey Mason or something. Uh, but the one that I wanted, they didn't have. It was out of stock. And I'd already paid... And so, basically, I was I was given the question of, like, hey, what do you want to replace this with? Like, who, what else do you want? And I was like, you know what? I'll take a flyer on it. I'll go with Michael Sam. Straight up have a white Michael Sam jersey. And the reason that I think that sucks it has nothing to do with his, uh, his personal life, whatever. That, I, have no, I don't care about that one bit. Uh, what I hate about it is that all he did was play preseason and then got cut. I have a guy who never played in, like, a real game. I have his jersey. Never played in a real game. That's probably my worst one. Uh, I've got a bunch of Rams jerseys of players who are irrelevant now. but And that's actually why I only get customs now. Because uh, I'm not going to get traded. Could you imagine if, like, Kevin Demoff called me right now and was like, it's like, all right, man, we listen to Rams Showcase, and uh, we want you to cover the Broncos. <laughs> That'd be terrible. 
But that's probably my worst one, Paul. Thank you for your questions, guys. Appreciate you. I was checking my Facebook now. What am I doing? All right, last segment here. And this is uh this is just something for uh this is just something for us to talk about. I wanted to do this because um I just want to defend Jared a little bit here. Uh Jared Goff. First of all, ESPN talked about Jared Goff. Well, they were talking about all quarterbacks in the NFL. Basically what happened was ESPN put out a list uh, ranking the team's commitment to their starting quarterback and guess who was number 1? The Rams and Jared Goff was number one. They say that there is no other team in the NFL more committed to their starting quarterback than the L.A. Rams and Jared Goff. And I'll be completely honest with you guys, for good reason. Jared Goff is absolutely becoming one of the better Rams quarterbacks we've ever seen. You guys don't believe me? He's only been in the NFL for a little bit. He's he's only played in 54 games. He's already sixth all-time in Rams history in passing yards. He's ahead of Bob Waterfield, Ferragamo, Pat Hayden. He is seventh all-time in touchdowns in Rams history. His interception percentage is just 2.2. He is the second highest QBR of all Rams quarterbacks, only behind Kurt Warner. Goff's sitting at a 91.9, Warner at the 97.2. He is tied for sixth in game-winning drives with seven. There are three people at eight. That would be Jim Everett, Pat Hayden, and Norm Van Brocklin. Roman Gabriel at 11, and Mark Bulger at number one at 16. He's got 16 of them. I didn't even know Bulger won 16 games as a Ram. <laughs> That's a lie, obviously. I knew he won that, that many games. Just because we won six in three years doesn't mean that, uh, that he didn't win 16 at least. But uh, my point on that is, in Goff, we trust, okay? Jared Goff is the quarterback of the LA Rams, and I, I saw, like, Chris Sims, he did the, the redraft, the, the, the 2016 draft redraft, and gave the Rams Wentz. First of all, has Wentz finished a season? Jared Goff has finished all of his seasons. He didn't start right away in his uh, rookie season, but he started that game. Uh, his first start was against Miami at the Coliseum. Didn't go well. He lost his first seven games. But then after that, things were pretty dope. Things were pretty dope. All right. Then followed that up with 10 and 6. And obviously, we, well, I mean, we know how the whole story goes. I mean, he kept. Jared Goff's been doing fine. And he's finishing the seasons. That's the most important thing. Carson Wentz ends every year with, like, casts and stuff on. Like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand that. Um, and I know that there was a lot of Rams fans that wanted Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz is immensely talented, but he doesn't finish the season. I would rather have a guy who's a little bit less talented who plays in all of the games than a guy who is talked about as an extremely athletic person who can throw a ball really, really hard, but doesn't finish the season. I talked about this, actually, that uh, I was glad that the Rams get the Philadelphia Eagles in Week 2 because we actually get to see Carson Wentz and Jared Goff play against each other. Because Carson Wentz is going to be hurt till like week 10. So we'll get to, we'll get to see him at least. Also, I wrote this down on my homework page, actually. I should probably not do that again. Uh, <laughs> they'll understand. I'm in sports. I'm in school for sports stuff. They'll, they'll get it. Uh, Jared Goff last year in the red zone for the 2019 season. In the red zone, 18 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Jared Goff is the man. I don't even care what anybody says. I'm a Goff fan. I, I wanted Goff right away. I actually have this Snapchat. I, I won't share it because I, I curse too much. I was drinking. 
<laughs> I kind of chronicled the whole 2016 draft day uh, via Snapchat, and uh, I had a few too many adult pops, and the language got a little aggressive. What can you do? That was a while ago. That was four years ago. And it was on my Snapchat. It wasn't on the show, so it's fine. Uh, but yeah, Jared Goff, in Goff we trust. I hope you guys feel the same way, because I think Goff is awesome. Goff, Goff, Gossam? I don't know. I tried. All right, that's going to do it for me, everybody. I appreciate y'all hanging out with me, listening to me talk about the Rams. Uh, make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow me as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Common mistake, one R, two Fs in Sheriff. One R, two Fs. Common mistake. Unfortunate mistake. It's all good. It's all good. We'll get there. As long as you guys follow, that's all that matters, you know? If you guys want the best and most accurate Rams news, make sure you guys head to the Ram Showcase pages, though. So, so the Facebook page is the most updated. Uh, we uh, definitely confirm information before it's posted. So you're not going to get no lies. I would never lie to you guys. Never. I would never do that. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.